Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us for Tiny Sparks, Big Flames. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to follow your dreams? If the answer is yes, come along as we get the inside scoop from creatives, innovators, and difference makers who are daring to make their visions a reality. In three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Tiny Sparks, Big Flames. I'm your host, Deb Gott. Today, we're joined by Kathy Bernard, the dynamic CEO of Wiser U, and a gifted speaker, corporate LinkedIn trainer, and consultant. Kathy is an amazing difference maker and career coach who coaches individuals on every aspect of a job search. She also trains teams and individuals to maximize LinkedIn for sales, marketing, recruiting, or their careers, and she custom tailors everything she does 100% to their needs. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you, Deb. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm delighted. What I'd love to do is start with your journey as the founder and CEO of Wiser U. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I was first starting out, I was actually leaving a company that I really didn't like and they offered a voluntary separation and I wanted to take it. And what I realized is because they offered it to everybody, I started helping all of the other people. There were like a couple hundred people that were leaving and I was helping them and and I was like, more help to them than the company that they paid for us to go away. And so I started doing that and I just really loved helping people. As I was looking for a job, I was sitting in the library because my PC was on the fritz and I was sitting next to a man and he was frantically looking all over the keyboard. And, and I said, can I help you? And he said, ma'am, can you tell me the button that I push to apply for all the jobs? And I thought, First thing was, this poor man, he has no clue how hard it is to find a job, how to use LinkedIn, how do you do any of that. And my second thought was, why isn't there a button that people can apply for jobs? And so one of the things that I always have done is try to systematize job search to make it easier for people while still being customizable to reflect what's best for them. And then also how to teach LinkedIn so it's the easiest for them to get to help them in their either job search or with their business LinkedIn. When was that? Oh, gosh, it was about 2009 that I started doing that. And every year I think, I think I just started this. (laughs) I've been doing it for a while now. (laughs) I love working for myself. It's just so much uh, You know, the money doesn't come in consistently like a paycheck, but it's just so nice to work for yourself. You've talked a little bit about ways that you work with clients. What are some other things that you do to help clients accomplish what they want? Well, yeah, so I do a lot of LinkedIn corporate training, like I'll train a sales team on how to use LinkedIn to reach their prospects. And I also will teach them how to post messages Uh, and respond to their customers. I think one thing I always tell people, like on LinkedIn, the easiest and best thing for you to do is to like, comment, and share on what your clients are doing because they will immediately comment and share on what you do. And you just build up this community that very quickly, without even having to ask people. So that's one big thing that I do is just teaching people to become part of a community on LinkedIn. And it's a very easy thing to do. And it gives you the confidence to try other things with LinkedIn. And then with job search, I just teach people, you know, they got to learn to network and they've got to learn how to 
interview and negotiate salary and do all of the, there's so many parts to it that I think people don't realize. So I help people kind of figure out every step of the way on that. Let me ask you this. You started in 2009. What are a couple of career highlights for you with Wiser U? Well, one thing is the, there's a woman here in town, Nancy Friedman, who's the telephone doctor, and she had spoken out in um, Las Vegas for several years at this big show called the SEMA show, which is the seventh largest show in the nation. And they were looking for somebody to just look over people's LinkedIn profiles and their resumes. And she said, oh, you've got to hire Kathy. And I got on the phone and I thought they were trying to hire me to be a trainer and a speaker. So I just, you know, like just said, well, and then I can also train people and I can do this and all that. And they're like, oh, you can do that too. And so they had me there for the whole week. I was training both the people who own like the car companies and all that. And I was also training all the people trying to get a job with car companies. And so that was a big thrill for me to get to do that and getting to do some of the large companies in St. Louis, like Energizer and all the colleges and different things and teaching people. But what I realized is whether they're a big company or small, everybody has the same needs to get the message out in a way that people can hear. If that's one of your career highlights, what have been the greatest challenges you faced in launching your business and sustaining your business? And how have you overcome those challenges? When I first was starting, is I will just say that my significant other was not a fan because uh, he was used to steady paychecks and steady benefits for me. And at the time, you couldn't get benefits unless you worked for a company. And so it was pretty scary and a, it was a pretty hard thing. And I kept saying, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. But those first you know, years are pretty lean and it was pretty hard. And then eventually he's like, oh, you've done a really good job with this and you've helped some, so many people. And I just thought, Eureka. He gets it now and he liked having me around working from home more. And it was great for my daughter who was going off to college so I can go up and visit her. So everything just worked out as it was supposed to and has been just a lovely blessing to get to to help people right from my desk at this point. (laughs) Sure. One question, too, that comes to mind is, you know, when we think about people that have helped us along the way, you know, our heroes, our role models, our mentors, who are some of the people that have been on the ladder and they've reached back and really helped you come up the ladder to where you are now? Well, and I I know one of them is a mutual friend, uh, Karen Libby, who's just a dear heart. And we just instantly hit it off. She came to a training that I was doing with an executive group and we just hit it off. And then we'd go to lunch and we'd talk and different things. And we would actually do some training sessions together with marketing and LinkedIn. And one time we were out at lunch and she said, Kathy, what do you think your greatest strength is? And I said, well, I think I can explain complex things in a way that people can understand. She said, yeah, you do that. Your greatest strength is that you connect the right people to the right people for their mutual benefit. And I thought, that was just so revealing to me that I never really acknowledged it for myself. And because of that, I, I always, instead of being scared to reach out to people, I feel like, how can I help that person? And how can I introduce them to somebody that will be a help to them and, and vice versa? And so that's been wonderful. And then another person that we both know is Cynthia Carell. 
we kind of bartered on doing LinkedIn and, and she was helping me with branding and figuring things out. And I made this huge chart of here's all the things that I love to do every day, helping people and training them on this and coaching them on this. And then here's the things that I don't really enjoy doing so much. And, you know, I was putting the things that were really labor intensive and like, and she said, okay, delete all of those things that you don't like to do. And I just, it was another eureka moment because it was like giving yourself permission to not do the things that you don't want to do. I, and I know that sounds simple, but it wasn't to me. So, and then the third person who's been a real hero is uh, Fred Miller, who teaches on uh, and coaches on um, public speaking. He and I, we just mentor each other basically on helping each other in furthering our businesses and helping me to be a better public speaker all the time. That's beautiful. What I love about that is when we're first getting started, especially if we're on a solopreneur track or an entrepreneur track, whether you're a creative, you're an innovator, it's often we think the only way that I can get help is to pay somebody. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you saying is, oh my gosh, you look around at the people that are around you and you can actually share each other's strengths. You can barter. Talk a little bit more about that. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the way I've done everything. And I, I've i never actually had anybody say, you know what, I don't want to do it that way. I want to pay you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't usually say that. And they oftentimes it's like, well, they're just not that good at LinkedIn. And I would probably just say probably 95% of the people that I know who do LinkedIn, they filled it out like five, 10 years ago, and they never really went back. And they're like, it's just laying there dead for me. So everybody kind of knows it's supposed to be doing more. So so I think what I offer is really appealing to people. So it's useful to them. But I'm not particularly strong in marketing. I'm not particularly strong in branding. So there's areas where somebody can just reveal something to me and I can reveal something to them. And, it, and boy, that's worth more than money because sometimes it can solve problems so much faster than paying somebody to do it. So bartering really works and people are much more open to it than you might think. Yeah, that's one of those hallelujah moments when you figure that out, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've just always tried to, you know, and I think sometimes to my own harm, I will try to save every, <laughs> squeak every little dollar out. I try not to spend any money. But one thing I did learn is sometimes you do have to spend a little money. You have to get that website. You have to do that domain name. You have to do it right. And sometimes it's just talking to people who you value their input and they value yours can be worth its weight in gold. What's the hardest part of your job? And what's the easiest, most fun part of what you do? I am still a big old chicken on making phone calls. I won't do it. And so I will make a, I'll write an email or I'll send that LinkedIn message. So those phone calls, I think it's because I still hate rejection after all these, all these years. And so I, uh, I think that's the hard thing. And I'm not particularly good about following up with people. I figure if they want to do business with me, they'll call me. But, you know, I probably could have made more money if I would follow up like other people do. <laughs> so sure. That's my hard part. What's the easiest, most fun part? Uh, I just love helping people. I love when I hear from people that will say, 
you know, it's unbelievable, Kathy. You you helped me with this and that on my LinkedIn. I got a call the next day and I have an interview tomorrow because of what you did on my LinkedIn profile and wow. or because you follow those companies and they contacted me. And so they're like, this is like a miracle. And so it makes me so happy on that to hear from people who either got a job or they were able to grow their business because I helped them with their LinkedIn. Let me ask you a little bit of a different question. What's the wildest, craziest risk you've ever taken that paid off? And what did you learn about yourself? I think the wildest thing that I did is I took that voluntary separation from the company when my husband wasn't quite comfortable with it. And it was a risk because every day that it wasn't working out was really hard because you could just feel that anger or upsetness or whatever. And it paid off because there's there's more to be said than just getting that steady paycheck, that having the ability to adjust your life, to drive up to the college to see your daughter, or to be able to do a load of laundry in the middle of doing your work is a blessing to me that I really enjoyed. I miss seeing people, you know, at lunchtime or whatever, but I can arrange that. <laughs> and so that's part that was, it was a big risk, but I'm glad I did it and I have no regrets. Oh, nice. So you mentioned lunch. I'm going to ask you two fun, kind of crazy questions back to back. Mm -hmm. You ready? Okay. The first one is, so if you could have lunch with anybody on the planet, who would that be and why that person? I think it would be with Karen Libby and we're actually setting something up because she, you know, she does my photo shoot and she's got the patience of an angel and I hate getting my picture taken because she gives me a perspective that just kind of breaks through my hard-headedness that doesn't let me see what the answer is. And so I'm looking forward to meeting with her. I always learn something about myself and I learn about her as well. Okay, here's the other kind of fun question. If you could choose between two superpowers and you could have one of them and one of them was flying and the other was being invisible, which superpower would you want and why? Without a doubt, I would pick being invisible because I am the shyest outgoing person I know. And I would rather just kind of watch people and engage, you know, if I can be of help to them. But otherwise, I'd rather just be a fly on the wall. And then the other thing is I get really travel sick. So <laughs> I would not want the superpower of flying. And no one near me would want it either. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> want me to have it. <laughs> what do you dream of accomplishing in the next five years? You know, I kind of go back and forth, and I think that's why I need to have a meeting with Karen, because she can help me see it. It's like I'm kind of debating that. Do I want to keep going further? Do I want to go and do more speaking gigs out in Vegas, but my feet kill me every night? <laughs> do I want to do that? Or do I want to just make it just where I could help more people with their LinkedIn and with their career coaching? And I think really, as long as I'm helping people, I don't really dream much beyond that because I know every day that I'm helping people. And it sounds like just being present in the moment is everything. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love people. And before the pandemic, I used to probably meet people every day for lunch. Uh, St. Louis Bread Co. or Panera Bread is probably really lost a lot of money when the pandemic hit. And right now I'm just recovering from breast cancer. And so I'm being really careful. I haven't been going out 
as much meeting with people. And so it'll be interesting to see if I go back into that really um, meeting with people all of the time or just keep doing it on Zoom because I realize it actually works even better to do it that way. It's just so amazing and uplifting that you've come through breast cancer. You're almost at the end of it. And um, I just think that you are such an inspiration. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. And, and I would just say to people, sometimes those kinds of things, they kind of knock the wind out of you, out of your sails. But it really becomes almost tedious because there's so many meetings and so many things. And you just follow the program. And it's not so bad after all. What advice would you give to someone who's new to pursuing a passion or dream and just really starting to launch that new dream? You know, one thing that I wish I would have done is more planning. And people always say that. And people always say, you don't really always, your plan and what actually happens may be two different things. But by planning for it, you can probably save yourself some time and money And I kind of wish that I would have kind of mapped things out a little better and kind of wandering the wilderness for a little too long. And then I think also just have the courage to make those difficult phone calls. It's not even a difficult phone call. Just make them, you know, just make the calls, make the emails, follow up with people. A lot of times people just get busy and they'll do business with you if you call them. What about people who are, their company is already going along and they've started the company, they've gotten a little bit of momentum, and now they want to up their game. You've been doing this since 2009. That's sustaining and growing your business. Any advice you have for people that are at that point where they want to up what they're doing? Yes. What I would do is I would really listen to your clients and customers what are they saying makes you special? What makes your company special? Because I think sometimes we try to make our company like everybody else's. But when I asked my clients, they were like, you customize what you're teaching more than anybody we know. And you actually care about us and you care about me and what I'm doing. And so I was like, really? Because you would think everybody would do that, but not everybody customizes And not everybody cares, but if you can do that and really mean it, your customers see that. And that's why I get almost 100% of my business from word of mouth, because people appreciate what I did and tell others about it. Nice. Nice. What special places in St. Louis do you love to go for fun or inspiration? Okay, I absolutely love St. Louis's City Museum. So if people haven't been there or haven't been there in a while, it is like a wild psychedelic dream from just the most wonderful mind. It's sad that the man who started it has passed away, but it is just the most creative place I have ever seen. And it is very cool. And I, of course, uh, love St. Louis Forest Park was just there today. And it's just uh, a beautiful park. And Whenever I, I'm very involved with the international groups here in St. Louis, and everybody that moves to St. Louis talks about how much they love Forest Park. All right. Last question. Okay. What's next for you? You teased it a little bit. You were trying to decide. What's next for you in your thinking about that? Well, I think what I'm trying to figure out is because I just have one daughter, and she's my best friend, and we love to do things together, love musical theater is how can I do what I do 
and enjoy the rest of my life with my daughter doing the fun things that we love to do. And so that's the exciting thing of working for yourself is that you can budget your time to both live your business dream and to live that whatever it is that brings you joy. So that's what I'm figuring out now. That's a fun thing to figure out. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like that balance thing is, is where you are now. The balance, yeah. Yeah, corporate life, you don't get much balance, but I'm learning to have more balance and enjoy my life. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show and spreading the word about us to all your family and friends. Kathy, how can people get to know you better? Well, they can feel free to invite me to connect on LinkedIn. I'm the Kathy Bernard in St. Louis. That's Kathy with a K, Bernard, like St. Bernard. And also my email is kathy at wiseru.com. Kathy, thank you. And everybody, check out her website. Definitely check out her LinkedIn, wiseru.com. Thank you so much, Kathy. Well, thanks, Deb. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of Tiny Sparks, Big Flames. If you enjoyed the conversation, definitely check out our webpage at tinysparksbigflames.com. You can find more great information about today's guest, see what they're up to, and even follow their work. Until next time, dream big, and thanks for listening.